Okay, so we know that Build is definitely in the building. Make some noise, Build! Build solve real problems. Build life. solve real problems. Build future. It just makes me feel at home. I feel loved when I come to Build. Like I'm protected, I'm guarded. This is Charles Peanut Tillman. This is Commissioner Boykin. Hi, I'm Sam Macho. I'm George McCaskey. This is U.S. Senator Dick Durbin, and you're listening to... And you're listening to... And you're listening to... You are listening to Build Radio. Build Radio. Build Radio. Build Radio. Build Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Build Radio. Whether you're just joining us or you've been with us through all the stories we've brought you the last couple of years, we're happy you're here. It's been a little bit since we brought you an episode, and we hope everyone has been doing all right and staying safe amidst the pandemic. Hopefully we can bring some hope and joy today, because we're so excited to swing back into things with an amazing episode 12. In celebration of Hispanic Heritage Month, Build is proud to present La Mesa Latina, a unique event that brings together many of Chicago's most accomplished Latin leaders to share their stories with promising Latin youth from across metropolitan Chicago. There's nothing as powerful as a good story, especially when it's true. If a young person asked to hear the story of your life, what would you say? What dreams and aspirations drove you when you were young? What are the experiences, the triumphs, and the challenges that shaped your path to success? Who taught you what it means to be a leader? And what legacy do you want to leave behind? La Mesa Latina highlights some of the many ways success is possible while providing an unprecedented look into the hearts and minds of exceptional role models. It's also a rewarding opportunity for the leaders of today to coach the leaders of tomorrow about what it means to be successful, to overcome challenges, and to generate impact today and leave a legacy for tomorrow. We're going to start off today's episode with an introduction from Build CEO Adam Alonzo, a proud Latino himself, and then launch into our guest speakers. Thanks so much for listening. Hello, my name is Adam Alonso, and I am the CEO of Build. Um, I am a proud Latino. My father hails from Mexico, and um, we are celebrating Hispanic Heritage this month uh, by kicking off with a series of short segments from uh, many business professionals from across the city, um, those from business and government, nonprofits, sports, media, and entertainment. Um, La Mesa Latina was conceived about four years ago when we were really trying to find ways to have young people engage in a dialogue with leaders around what it means to be Latino, but more importantly, what does it mean to leave a legacy behind, right? What does that look like for a young person to look up to those who are in positions doing some really incredible things in this country, in the state, in the city? And so we ask questions around aspiration. What were um, these leaders looking to do uh, when they started out, right? What is their experience? What has it taught them? Sometimes there were some really hard and tough lessons, right? Falling flat on your face, having to get up and start all over again. Well, who are the people in your lives that were really impactful in helping you to be held accountable or encouraging you along the way? And then lastly, legacy. What does it mean to leave behind a legacy? What do you hope your legacy will be? And so under non-COVID situations, this conversation would actually happen with our partner at ABC7 in their studio. We'd have our leaders out for lunch. We'd have our young people from across the city sitting at tables, really dialoguing with these leaders and understanding more about their backgrounds and how there's a lot of similarity in the way people came up, were raised and, and could identify with each other. And so this year, 
uh, we're bringing it to you virtually. Uh, please uh, click on the links and be taken to the webpage where you will see all of the great folks who signed on this year to really share some inspiration about their legacy. Thank you for tuning in and thank you for supporting Bill. We thank Adam for those words, as well as his amazing and inspiring leadership at Build. Our first guest speaker is Alexandra Tercios, strategy and management consultant at Accenture. At Accenture, Alexandra is the Hispanic American Employee Resource Group lead in Detroit and a passionate IND champion. She is a proud first-generation Honduran American and alumna of the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign, where she graduated summa cum laude with honors. There, she founded and was president of the Association of Minorities in Political Science, which still operates on campus today. She's the recipient of over two dozen local, state, and national scholarships, including a Fulbright Fellowship, which sent her across the ocean to teach English in Indonesia. She's currently the co-chair for the Hispanic Alliance for Career Enhancement Professional Development Committee. She has entrepreneurial spirits and founded Built in Detroit, an organization that connects small business owners in Detroit to corporate young professionals. Currently based in Chicago, in her free time, she loves to travel, hike, try new restaurants, and spend time with her family. We thank Alexandra so much for lending her time and wisdom to our young people. Hi there, my name is Alexandra Turcios. I'm a strategy and consulting analyst at Accenture, one of the world's largest technology firms. And I'm also a young professional board member for the Hispanic Alliance for Career Enhancement. I'm here today to shed light on my personal journey of where I got today and tell you a little bit about the challenges I face and hopefully leave you with a few words of inspiration that can help guide you. So I'm a first generation college graduate I had to learn how to navigate a new space almost entirely on my own, but I can say that with the help of my mentors and those who have gone through college before me, I was able to tap into their knowledge and ask for the help that I needed, which I think will be super critical for you all as you help as you pave your way through your career. I can also say that one of the biggest challenges to achieving that goal of being a first generation graduate was the cost and how expensive it is. Financial barriers were real for me. I was paying for college on my own, but I didn't let that stop me. I sought out the resources and the mentors and had to teach myself about the college financial structure and things like scholarships and grants. And I couldn't do that alone at all. And so I encourage you all to not do things on your own and ask for help. Go to your professors, go to your advisors, go to your classmates and learn about what they're doing to get through some of the same struggles that you are. For me personally, I set a goal of graduating college without any debt. And at first it seemed like a daunting and big goal to overcome, but with the res resilience and the grit, and by grit I mean the ability to push forward no matter how many no's and no matter how many rejections I received, I was able to accomplish that goal and make it manifest. And so I can proudly say that I'm the recipient of over two dozen local, state, and national scholarships that allow me to say that I graduated college with zero debt. And I think that anyone with the right mindset and with the ability to learn and seek out help from others can accomplish the same thing. So I have to say that my Latino heritage definitely helped me tap into the resources. We come from a really 
strong work ethic background, the sense of familia and connection with one another, use that, right? Ask people for help. Come together as a familia and help others too. Lift as you climb. That has helped me instrumentally in my career thus far and opened up a lot of doors. It allowed me to unlock my true potential. I think that you can do the same thing by setting these little goals for yourself and getting clear on the vision and where you want to be in the next 5, 10, 15 years. That can help you set out a strategy and set out a plan of attack for achieving these little goals. So if your goal starts off with having A's and B's one semester, awesome. Step it up. Once you achieve that, step it up the next semester and aim for all A's right if your goal is to get one scholarship this year do everything in your power to get that ultimately you're in control of your narrative and the amount of work that you put in the amount of hours they will pay off right i applied to probably over 100 scholarships during my time in college and 90 percent of the time i didn't get them but that 10 percent that is what allowed me to achieve my goal of not having college debt and being able to help others once I graduated achieve similar goals. So I will end there and just want to remind you all that you are powerful, you are worthy, you can achieve anything you want with the right mindset, with the clear goal and plan of attack that you put in place. So I wish you all the best of luck and cheers. Next up, we have Antonio Martinez Jr., President and CEO of the Oak Park River Forest Community Foundation. As President and CEO, Martinez leads and directs the advancement and fulfillment of the mission of the Community Foundation. He is responsible for the achievement of the operational and strategic goals, including fund and donor development, fiscal management, grants and programming, board relations, staff oversight, community relations, and management. Before joining the Oak Park River Forest Community Foundation, Martinez served as Director of Development for the Chicago Community Trust. Chicago's Community Foundation. Martinez also worked for the American Bar Association, Museum of Science and Industry, and the Chicago Cubs. Martinez serves on the National Board of the Association of Hispanic Alliance for Career Enhancement and on the boards of the Resurrection Project and Future Leaders of Chicago. We thank him for participating in this year's virtual La Mesa Latina. Hello, my name is Tony Martinez, and I'm the president and CEO of the Oak Park River Forest Community Foundation. I want to thank Bill for the opportunity to share some experiences that have shaped, helped shape my life and also help establish my legacy. Growing up, there were many times I was discouraged to do something or had experiences where my family and I were discriminated against or treated differently because we were Mexican. Experience such as when I was in preschool all the way to first grade, I had to attend or forced to attend bilingual classes, although I spoke English fluently. Another experience that I had was when I would join my grandmother on her visits to the uh, public aid office uh, to see her doctor. And many times uh, while we were at the clinic, we had to wait, you know, an hour or two and noticing that the people who looked like me or had darker skin had to wait just as long. Or other experiences, such as in high school, where my guidance counselor uh, told me that I was not the kind of kid uh, that would uh, be taking business courses or should be taking business courses. Those moments hurt 
And those moments made me feel at times that I wasn't smart enough. And those moments also hurt my confidence within myself. And there were experiences that I've carried on until today. But what I learned out of those experiences is that there was some positive and some goodness that came from it. For example, in first grade, my teacher noticed that I did speak uh, English fluently and fought for me to attend uh, the regular classes that were offered at the school. Um, also, uh, when I visited uh, with my grandmother to the public aid clinic, the receptionist would notice uh, my grandmother would be really sick and would put us up ahead um, of the list. Or if we had a wait long, <laughs> would offer myself and the other kids waiting with their parents or grandparents cookies uh, to kind of keep us, you know, um, you know, from keeping hungry while we waited for the doctor. Or uh, another example is when I was in high school, that freshman year, uh, my math teacher, my English teacher, noticed that I had a knack for business and encouraged me to uh, stand up and say, yes, I want to attend business courses and talk to the counselor on my behalf. Those small gestures of kindness went a long way to shaping the person that I am today in a sense that I never underestimate what those acts of kindness can really do uh, for others. And I'm so grateful to them as grateful as to many other experiences that I had along the way in my career and in my life growing up um, that have helped shape the person who I am and the work that I do as a fundraiser, as a grant maker for the Oak Park Rare Forest Community Foundation. Um, I think if there's anything of encouragement that I can leave is that, you know, never underestimate the uh, gesture of a, a small gesture of kindness that you give to others. Those small gestures make a world of difference, much like my uh, first grade teacher did for me, the receptionist, and my math and English teacher freshman year. If it wasn't for them and their small gesture of actually supportive and giving me hope, I would probably have gone into a different track along with others along the line. So I encourage you to please, as you move forward in your career and your life, Take a look at the holistic experience that you have, not just at the negative things, because in there you'll find nuggets of goodness and kindness and encouragement and hope that will help you lead and will help you grow as you move forward. So in closing, I will again like to say thanks to Build for offering me this opportunity to speak with you today and also to wish you all the best and to be safe and to be well. And don't let anything stop you. You can actually do a lot of great things and just keep confidence high and just be yourself. Thank you. A very resonant message on how even those small acts of kindness can have huge impacts. We thank Tony so much for participating in this year's event. Next, we have Diana Gutierrez, news reporter and fill-in host for WCIU's The Jam. Diana is a Mexican-American Chicago native Born to immigrant parents, she is bilingual and speaks fluent Spanish. Born on the city's southwest side, Gutierrez understands the importance of unbiased journalism and is passionate about storytelling. Gutierrez discovered her passion for journalism while she was studying abroad in Madrid. Soon after, as a first-generation college graduate, she received her bachelor's degree from DePaul University in 2016. She kicked off her career in South Bend, Indiana, where she was a weekday general assignment reporter and weekend morning anchor. 
She's interviewed leaders like Dolores Huerta and Carmen Yulin Cruz to celebrities like Tina Knowles Lawson and Jaime Camille. We thank Diana for participating in this year's La Mesa Latina. Hey everyone, I'm Diana Gutierrez. I'm a news reporter, fill-in host for the Jam TV show here in Chicago. And I just want to take this time, take this moment to share a little bit about me, about my journey. Let's kick things off with uh, aspiration. So I, I come from an immigrant family. Uh, throughout my entire childhood, I heard conversations about getting visas for family members, making sure that our family in Mexico was healthy, was well taken care of. And so that mentality allowed me to see myself as, as an immigration lawyer, as some type of writer, just so I could express myself. Right. First of all, I didn't even know that broadcast was an option for me because I told my parents one day just to see what they would say, like, oh, I want to be on TV. And they were like, estás loca. Like, absolutely not. Not because they didn't want me to explore. They didn't want me to be who I was and, and kind of evolve in that way, but just because they wanted something more structured for me. They wanted something that was very promising, right? And we know in the TV industry, it's kind of like wonky sometimes where you don't know if you're going to get a job or when. I uh, kind of <laughs> took this crazy journey. I studied abroad. I um, had never been outside of my house for more than a week. So I remember getting to Spain and the first week I was like, what did I do? Time went by and uh, I, I got used to the culture there. I got used to the way of life. Um, I was communicating with my parents back and forth and I, I wanted to bring that back with me. I knew my time was limited there, but I wanted to bring that back with me. So I started journaling, I started taking videos, I started interviewing people and that's when I knew. I came back, I switched my major, I was in communication and media, started taking broadcasting journalism classes at DePaul. I, I got a job right uh, after college. Back then, South Bend was market 96. So it was, it was pretty interesting. I was like, hey, it's, it's a job out of college. It's my first experience. I'm going to be an MMJ, a multimedia journalist. I think I know what that means, but let's do it. An MMJ means you shoot your own video, you find your own interviews, you go live by yourself, you pack the car by yourself, you drive to the location by yourself, you post to the web, you post to your social because you want to build that platform, and then you come back to the station and you do it all over again. So I was pretty much working from my car the entire time, the station's car. So it was a little, it was a little hard to get used to. In the first few months, like I said, it was, it was tough. I didn't know anyone. Uh, I wasn't getting the stories that I thought I would be getting. You know, you you find friends, <laughs> you find coworkers that you um, relate to, and, and you guys share stories, you get to know the community a little bit more, you introduce yourself to the community. I mean, we're talking about a whole different comfort zone that was blown out of proportion, you know. I, and then, a year and a half into that, I got the call from Chicago. I, I mean, I was like, Diosito, thank you so much. This is insane. Um, I, I worked so hard throughout that period that I was in South Bend, and Chicago was like, hey, we have an opening uh, at this show called The Jam. Do you want to come back home? I learned so much more about me as a journalist and about me as a person and a member of the community here in Chicago than, than I think I would have ever if I didn't move back home. People who have inspired me or who have helped me become a better me. 
gosh, I, I'm, I don't want to name people because I don't want to forget anyone, but um, I can give you just like groups that, that completely altered my life. That I, I cannot not name this group, the National Association of Hispanic Journalists, specifically the Chicago chapter. I mean, wow. Opportunities, experience, um, networking, I, I could go on and on and on. But And finally, we are going to chat about legacy. Um, my goodness, okay. This is, this is a hard question. Like, what do you hope people say about you? Nothing crazy, <laughs> I hope, right? Nothing, nothing crazy. Uh, you know, no, in, in all honesty, I want to be remembered by the stories that I do, by the stories that I produce. And I'm not saying, you know, in a viral way, uh, because to me that's not necessarily important. I want to be remembered by the people who I interview. I, I want to be able to build that relationship, have that connection with them so that they know that this is more than reporting. This is opening up an avenue that perhaps other people are experiencing but don't have the ability to, to open and, and say, hey, this is happening to me too. I truly care about the community. I truly care about making sure that other people know that I'm relatable. I mean, like I grew up, you know, I'm now on the Southwest side of Chicago, but I had flaming Hots and Juice for breakfast before heading to my CPS uh, building. So I'm just like you. There's nothing crazy. There's nothing different about me. I, I just worked really hard and I had a goal in mind and I didn't allow myself to stop until I knew that I was going to reach it. Was it easy? Absolutely not. I mean, were there times where I would bawl my eyes out before going to sleep? For sure. I mean, were there times that I decided, hey, I'm going to quit? Uh, yeah, probably. Probably. But I remember this saying that my dad would always tell me. He would be like, tiras la toalla o te secas el sudor con ella. So basically he was just saying like either you, you throw away the towel, you quit, whatever. It's a done deal. We're not going to judge you. We're just, you know, you quit. Cool. Or you, you grab that towel and you wipe your sweat and your tears with it. So that stuck with me forever. There's always going to be a first Latina in a position. There's always going to be a first woman of color. There's always going to be a first something, right? But know that it does not have to be the only one. Know that it will not be the only one because we have a generation full of ambitious, passionate, intelligent people that look like me and, and you and everyone that can achieve things like that, that can, that can have a seat at the table, that can be part of the circles that perhaps we had never had access to. I'm here for you and I hope, I hope we can build this network together. Very inspiring words from Diana Gutierrez and thanks again to her for coming through to this event. Next, Gabe Ramirez, host of Gabe and Nina in the Morning on B96 and Chicago Bears contributor on Fox 32. Gabe grew up on the north side of Chicago, attended Lane Tech and graduated from UIC, double majoring in economics and behavioral communication. He started at B96 in 2008 as an intern, quickly falling in love with the ability to connect with the people. Determined to get on air, he continued to live by his mantra, work hard, be good. And eventually his efforts paid off as he went from intern to producer to morning show host. His passion and connection to the city come through the airwaves daily and is seen in the community through efforts with countless nonprofits throughout the year. When asked what's important, 
his three pillars remain the same. Family, friends, faith. Make sure to check him out weekdays 6 to 10 a.m. on B96 or listen on your phone through the radio.com app. Hey, what's up, man? It's Gabe from B96, uh, Gabe Ramirez, and uh, I'm really excited to be talking to you guys today. I appreciate you guys having me on. Um, I am the uh, morning show host at B96, along with Nina, the Gabe and Nina Morning Show. Um, And I've been here at B96 for about 12 years now. Um, I started off as an intern uh, here at B96 with uh, guys like Eddie and Jobo, probably some dudes that your parents know about not necessarily you uh, but yeah man i've been here it's been it's been quite some time and um i'm actually looking forward to just kind of sharing my story with you guys and kind of a little bit about myself and how i got here and you know things like that things that could really just you know something that you could just grab a gem from because that's really what you want ultimately right it's like you're hearing a bunch of people talk um, but you want to be able to grab at least one thing from everybody and hopefully you can grab one uh from me so one of the questions they have here for me is, uh, what did I dream of uh, growing up? How did it change? And uh, what, sus- what sustained you to reach your goals? Um, I think it's important for you to just kind of understand if you're not necessarily sure what you want to do in life, like everybody has to work. Everybody needs a job. Your parents are still working. My parents are working right now still. So I think it's important to just kind of figure out what it is that you want to do in life and sometimes in order to do that, you got to do some like really elementary things. Like me personally, I took a sheet of paper, like a blank sheet of paper, and I just wrote down everything that I wanted in life. I wanted to be able to come to work wearing whatever I wanted. Uh, I wanted to do something about music. Um, I knew I wanted to work downtown. And I feel like it kind of just kind of, after looking at everything I wrote down, it kind of led me in the direction of just kind of, you know, radio and just kind of being here. Um, uh, what happened in your life? to point you down your path and let's see a gut-wrenching obstacle I overcame um I used to be in a singing group so it's something I was passionate about I think more often than not people try to do something that makes a lot of money when the reality is they should be doing something that they're passionate about right I mean you hear the old adage you know if you do something you love then you'll never work a day in your life and I mean and it's a saying because it really is true I mean Is what I do difficult for a living? Absolutely. I think people minimize how difficult it is to come on the radio every day and be entertaining and funny and like have to come up with good topics that people are constantly listening to every day and judging you. But um, I think it's important for uh, you to have something that you're passionate about. And then when it comes to obstacles, I think, man, I'll be honest with you, like my mom, my boss, my girl at the time, like everyone was like, you need to get out of radio. You're smarter than that. You should use your skills to do something else. Um, But sometimes, and I know it sucks to say you're doing things by yourself because I really do feel like you need a team of people to get you to where you got to go, you know what I'm saying? But man, like to be completely honest, at the end of the day, it's really about you, right? Like you're the one taking that test at the end of the school year. You're the one that has to decide whether or not what college you want to go to. You're the one that got to do everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, ain't nobody there with you really holding your hand when you got to do the dirty work. So um, when it comes to obstacles, I would say just everyone's always going to have an opinion about what you're going to do and, and should you be doing it. But I guess my big thing for you guys is just, like, just know it's going to be yourself. So, like, make that decision based solely off of what, what you want to do. Um, who inspired you? Um things that matter to me now and such, I, you know, I think I, I'm 
probably like most Latinos, I, I care about my mom. I care about what she feels. I, I want to make her proud. And one thing that I always thought about was I want to, I want my mom to be able to walk into any space and be like, I'm proud of my son. And for me, that was important. And I feel like I continue to do that on a daily basis, despite how old I am. I still want that arro con pollo at the crib. So, um, and the last but not least is what, what do you want? What do you most want to achieve in your lifetime? Uh, what do you hope people say about you? Um, geez, I think I think my life, I just want people to just really just say it's synonymous with Chicago, right? And when I think about Chicago, I think about working hard. And I think about being a good person. And that's really what I want people to say, that Gabe worked hard in his life to get where he got, um, but that ultimately he was a good person. And not necessarily his whole life, because I wasn't, right? But at the end of the day, at the end of my life, I want people to say that and know that, you know, despite whatever happened in my life, I was able to, you know, make the changes and ultimately be a good person and a good role model for Latinos, for men, for the youth um, as a whole. And I hope that I get to do that each and every day uh, on the radio on B96 and use my platform for just that. Um, so, guys, man, I appreciate you listening. I know it's five minutes. Damn, that went by fast. Rapidito, but uh, I hope you guys check me out every weekday morning, 530 to 10 a.m. I'd love to be a mirror for you guys so you guys can hear yourself and see yourselves every day on the radio um on b96 all right guys have a great one Ho- hopefully enjoy the rest of your day thanks so much to gabe for sharing his wisdom definitely a lot of nuggets in there as you would say next up we got irma amparo ortiz interim director for the neiu center for college access and success born and raised on the south side of chicago and a proud chicago public schools graduate Irma has dedicated her professional career to serving Chicagoland youth in high school and college. She began her career as a student employee at NEIU in 2002 through the federally funded grant program Gear Up, focusing on college access for CPS students. Upon graduating from the University of Illinois at Chicago in 2004, she began to work full-time as an NEIU Gear Up Student Services Coordinator at Foreman High School and became an integral member of that school community. In 2011, she obtained a master's degree in school counseling from Concordia University, Chicago. Additionally, Irma served as the national president for Gamma Phi Omega International Sorority, which is a Latina-oriented sisterhood founded in 1991. She held this position from 2007 to 2009 and 2016 to 2020, leading the board of directors to manage the operational aspects and strategic planning for the sorority's 33 undergraduate and alumni entities in Illinois, Indiana, Texas, Kansas, Michigan, and Ohio. We thank Irma so much for participating in this year's virtual event. Good evening. My name is Irma Amparo Ortiz. I'm currently serving as the interim director for the Northeastern Illinois University's Center for College Access and Success. Today, I'm going to share a little bit of my experience and how I got to where I am today with you. In college, I came in and decided to major in the medical field and was intending on becoming a pediatrician. However, I took a Latino and Latin American studies course as one of my electives and it changed everything. I fell in love with the major and decided to change it to that major and graduated with a degree in 2004. Also during undergrad, I got involved with a grant funded program that was helping high school students go to college. Between both of these changes in my life, I ended up working full time for the same program right after I graduated from undergrad and continued to work for that program for many years, moving upward and getting new positions and titles as I went along. Some of the most important people in my life 
were mentors who were high school counselors in the schools I was working within. And they also motivated me to return back to school and get my master's in school counseling as well. I kept moving upward and I recently just got appointed to this position. In this position, I'm responsible for many different grants and staff that oversee programs supporting students throughout Chicago. I love what I do. I love this work. And I'm actually enrolled in a doctoral program in educational policy, organization, leadership with a focus on diversity and equity. My long-term goal is to someday become a president myself of a college or university and continue to help ensure that the outcomes for black and brown students are comparable and moving upward to those of other students. That is what I want to be known for. I'm here to make a difference in the educational landscape for black and brown students. My inspiring words for you today are surround yourself with people who motivate you and push you to achieve your goals, not people who doubt you or keep you away from those goals. And do the same in return. You'll see that working together in that way, you can achieve literally anything you want. Every day I come to work excited to make a difference for others and I'm so inspired by the colleagues around me and I hope I'm doing the same for them. Thank you for listening and stay safe. Thanks so much to Irma for all of her good work and wisdom and for participating in this event. Next, we have Lourdes Duarte, co-anchor of the WGN Evening News at 4 p.m. Lourdes came to WGN-TV in September of 2007 as a general assignment reporter for the WGN Midday News, WGN Evening News, and WGN News at 9. Prior to joining WGN-TV, Lourdes worked for three years as a reporter and fill-in anchor for WJBK-TV, the Fox affiliate in Detroit, Michigan. She also spent two years as a reporter for WXIN-TV in Indianapolis. While there, she launched and hosted the station's public affairs program, Hoy en Dia, and anchored daily news cut-ins in Spanish for radio station WEDJ-FM. Lourdes was a reporter in Peoria at WHOI-TV and at Metro Networks in Miami, Florida for radio stations WLRN-FM and WTMI-FM. She got her start here in Chicago, working as a freelance reporter for Telemundo. Lourdes is a four-time Emmy Award winner. She also received an Emmy nomination for a story on deportation. Lourdes and a WGN photographer were aboard the plane that transported undocumented immigrants to their home country. Lourdes also hosts Adelante Chicago on WGN. In 2009, she was picked as one of DePaul University's 14 under 40 and is on the Dean's Advisory Board for the College of Communication. Lourdes received a Bachelor of Arts degree in Communication from DePaul University. We thank her so much for lending her time to La Mesa Latina. Hey everybody, I'm Lourdes Duarte with WGN News here in Chicago. I actually anchor your 4 p.m. newscast here at WGN, really hoping that all of you get a chance to watch and we're actually on set, we're in the studio so we're taking a look around. You can see all the lights that it takes uh, to put on this newscast every afternoon and, of course, every morning if you guys have had a chance to watch our morning show. So happy to share a little bit of my experience with so many of you. So we're hoping great things for you students. Uh, just to tell you a little bit about myself, I am a DePaul graduate. I went to the Liberal Arts College there back in 1990. I'm not going to tell you the exact year, but it was a long, long time ago. And I actually back then thought that I would go into advertising and public relations and things just sort of shifted. I always liked writing and in high school I was editor of the paper. So there was a little bit of an interest in journalism. And because I speak two languages, English and Spanish, I was able to get an internship while in college at Telemundo. And I was able to use my Spanish to tell stories and that 
led to a reporting gig, worked in radio, worked in Peoria, Illinois, worked in Indianapolis, Detroit, and then finally here in Chicago at WGN. But it was because of my Spanish uh, that I was able to get a job in journalism very early on. So I always tell students, if you have the ability to learn Spanish and keep it going and write it and read it and understand it well enough, definitely do that. It will be a great, great asset and it still is today as I go out into the community and talk to people. Uh, it's very helpful oftentimes. Um, there's a couple of things that they want me to mention uh, as part of this uh, interview today with you guys. They talked about people who inspired me. They want me to talk about that. Of course, I would say like many of you, my parents uh, both came to this country uh, as immigrants from Cuba and uh, had to learn a brand new language. So they've always inspired me to keep going and um, kind of set out to do some great things. And I've tried to uh, follow their lead. So I'd say my parents, my teachers, my coworkers still inspire me. To this day, I get to work with fantastic people here at WGN. So I look to them for some guidance. Um, another one of the things that they want me to mention today is my legacy. What do I want that to be? I would say, I want it to be that we have more Latinos working in mainstream media, that we have more Latinos working in news. Uh, and I, if some of you are interested in journalism, I hope that I serve as an example and that maybe you guys go on to do that as well. As far as is inspirational comments, I, the biggest thing is probably have confidence in yourself. If you don't have confidence in yourself that you can do it and feel good about the work that you're doing, nobody else is going to believe in you. So have confidence in yourself first, uh, and that will lead you to do great things, uh, whether it's at work or at school uh, or with your family. So that's it. That's all I've got to say, guys. Uh, remember, watch WGN every afternoon at 4 p.m. as we give you this grand tour of the WGN set. Uh, here at Bradley Place. Have a great, great uh, rest of the year. Much thanks to Lourdes for sharing her story and for all of her advice. Next, we got Mark Rivera, an anchor at ABC7 News. Mark came back to work in his hometown when he joined the ABC7 Eyewitness News team as a weekend morning news anchor and reporter back in December of 2017. Upon his arrival to the station, News Vice President Jennifer Graves described Mark as a skilled anchor and a versatile reporter adept at covering everything from big breaking news stories to politics and feature stories. Rivera grew up in Crystal Lake, Illinois, and is a graduate of the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. He, his wife Alyssa, and their dog Zena live in the city. They enjoy running and exploring all of the diners, coffee shops, and taco spots that Chicago has to offer. We thank Mark so much for lending his time to La Mesa Latina. Hi there, my name is Mark Rivera and I'm an anchor and reporter at ABC7 Chicago. Um, some of the things that got me to where I am today, uh, I, I would just say you need to do your best to reach out to those people in the fields that you wanna go into and say, listen, I'm very interested. What can I do? How can I be of service to you? How can I get experience? Because a lot of jobs uh, and reporting and anchoring, especially I feel like is is kind of like a trade. In many cases, you don't really know what it's going to be and how to do it the right way until you start, until you get that experience. So I would say the earlier that you can start putting yourself out there and talking to people in the fields that you wanna to go to, the things that you're interested in, the people that are doing what you wanna do, uh, the better things are going to be. Part of doing that is surrounding yourself with people who are going to be your cheerleaders and who are going to support you, not people who are gonna tear you down. 
You want to be able to look at people and say, look at the friends and family that you have around you and know that they have your back. And I felt that. I felt that from my parents. I felt that from my friends. So that's what I think that you should, should focus on doing as well, is finding those people in your life who are there for you and nurturing those relationships and not letting them flounder, not letting them go away. Uh, hold on to those relationships because those are the people that you're going to be able to turn to and say, hey, I have an issue with this. What do you think the right thing is, uh, right way to handle this would be? And in terms of your own future, keep in mind, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. You can have somebody who's incredibly talented in a field, but if you're working hard every day and they're not putting in the time and effort, you're going to be able to, to meet them and beat them. So know in yourself that you have that capacity, you have that ability, you have that innate power to look at what you want to do in your life and dedicate yourself to it and actually put in that hard work by putting yourself out there, by trying to get the experiences you need to be successful and know that you have a ton of other people who are right behind you. Everybody who's watching this is right behind you and wishing you the best right now. So know that you have that power and know that that's what's gonna propel you to success in the future. Thanks so much again to Mark. Some very wise words indeed on perseverance and hard work. Next, we have Patricia Mota, CEO of the Hispanic Alliance for Career Enhancement. As president and CEO for HACE, she leads strategy, fundraising and development, leadership programs, and the expanding of their national impact. As an advocate for access and equity, Patricia strives to create a multi-generational, diverse, and inclusive support network to catapult the career growth of Latinos across the country. Patricia leads with a diverse industry background, from co-founding a nonprofit to leading in community affairs for local government, marketing for a corporate utilities company to administration higher education, and then circling back to nonprofit at HACE as a director in 2010, senior director in 2012, and then CEO in 2015. Patricia has a strong history of serving the community, as reflected by her service on various nonprofit boards and committees, and several accolades, most recently appointed as a commissioner on the Illinois Hispanic Employment Plan Council and named one of Crane's Business Chicago's top 25 most powerful Latinos. We thank her so much for lending her time to this year's virtual event. Hi, my name is Patricia Mota, and I'm currently serving as president and CEO for the Hispanic Alliance for Career Enhancement a national nonprofit dedicated to advancing Latinos across the country. We are based out of Chicago, and it is my pleasure to support uh, Build Chicago's La Mesa Latina 2020. I am Latina, I am Mexican-American, I am first-generation college student, first-generation nonprofit executive professional, and most proud of being the daughter to immigrants. Uh, it is through my multiple identities, through my why, through my story that has helped me and continues to help me to build a strong, solid foundation in my career trajectory, but most especially to help me through the one, some of the most challenging times. And by embracing my identity, it has helped me continue to grow. Um, and early on, it was when I discovered my own personal mission of helping others, empowering others to become the best version of themselves. I discovered this personal mission to having experience through my own education, uh, through my own professional career, some of the inequities um, and challenges that exist um, for underrepresented communities. Through leading through my why, through my identity, 
um, I encourage you to think about what is your why and what is your identity. Continue to reflect on it, continue to build on it, as it will continue to evolve from the personal experiences that you have in your life, both bad and good, um, that help you continue to grow as a person. In addition to leveraging and building off of my identity and leading um, and embracing that of, of, of myself, um, I've also built community. Um, through Build, uh, a lot of you have had an opportunity to really build a support network, a group of others. Um, that's something that should never change. Along my career trajectory um, at ASE, for example, and through various social professional groups and networks, and even in my education, being part of clubs and organizations, help me continue to build different communities where I can embrace some part of my identity, but most importantly, um, help me through challenges, through new opportunities, and be able to bounce ideas. So always continue to build um, communities and support networks. And third, but definitely not least, is about taking action. Um, trusting yourself enough to um, take that leap, um, to take that new challenge, um, to speak up when you see inequities or things that are not right. Uh, sometimes we think we need to have a certain title, a certain years of experience, a certain type of network in order to be able to make a difference. No, each and every one of you have the power to take action today. Um, so commit to yourself to embracing your identity, um, to building community, and to taking action. Gracias. Thanks so much to Patricia for all of her years of service, as well as her participation in this year's event. Next, we have Ricardo Estrada, CEO of Metropolitan Family Services. Since joining Metropolitan in 2011, Estrada has helped one of Illinois' largest and best respected human services agencies more than double in revenue and families served. Estrada is a veteran in the field, with three decades of human services leadership experience under his belt. Prior to joining Metropolitan, Estrada served as first deputy commissioner of the city of Chicago's Department of Family and Support Services. He previously served as executive director of Erie Neighborhood House in Chicago. He serves on the Board of Trustees of the University of Illinois, as well as on the Board of Directors of the Chicago Council on Global Affairs, the Woods Fund of Chicago, the Grand Victoria Foundation, A Better Chicago, and Erie Elementary School. We thank Rick so much for lending his wisdom to this year's event. Hello, everyone. My name is Rick Estrada, and I'm president and CEO of Metropolitan Family Services. It's a pleasure to speak with you today. I've been asked to speak about legacy, uh, specifically my own legacy, which makes me feel a little bit old, but I can assure you that I feel young at heart. Um, I want to talk a little bit about uh, my early aspirations as a young man, as a child. I thought I was going to be a Catholic priest or a doctor. Turns out I'm neither one of those. But what I have in common with both priests and doctors is that uh, as a social worker, as somebody who leads a big nonprofit, um, our common goal is to help communities and the individuals that live in them live a healthy life and live up to their fullest potential. So uh, we want to make certain that all of our people have every opportunity to reach their goals. And at the end of the day, isn't that what a priest is supposed to do or a doctor is supposed to work on? So I feel like I have followed some of those goals. Uh, in terms of an experience that has shaped my life, uh, I think the experience that has most shaped my life is uh, 
my migration to this country. I came as a seven-year-old boy. And I learned uh, the painful way, I guess the hard way, that I had to leave a place I loved with people that I knew and a country that I understood and come to a place that was so different for a seven, seven-year-old boy and learn all new, learn a new school, learn a new language. But the good news is that I was with my parents. Um, that experience taught me so many things, including uh, the fact that it is difficult to be in this country sometimes and that you can't always be your full self. Um, but my parents, through hard work and through uh, their way of loving me, uh, helped support me through that time. So the next point is to talk about mentors. Um, my greatest mentors have been my parents. They uh, have taught me everything I need to know. Uh, one is to work hard and two is to value family and finally is to be kind in everything that I do. Uh, so those greatest skills I learned from them. From my friends and mentors, I've learned the value of perseverance uh, because life isn't easy. Life is could be very difficult and the older you get, uh, the more challenging health-wise it is. The younger you are, the more obstacles and uh, uncertainty you need to face. Uh, but at the end of the day, if you persevere and you and if you act in good faith, you will find success personally and you will find success uh, professionally. Uh, I never set out to be a millionaire. Uh, I never set out to be a CEO. I just wanted to make a difference in life and I wanted to help people. Uh, and I am one of the lucky people in the world that I get paid uh, well to do something that I really love. I, I always say I would be doing this job for free. Um, unfortunately, I'm not rich, so I have to work to help my family move forward. Uh, so I've been super lucky. And, uh, and there have been key people in my life that have inspired me as I shared my parents and my mentors. Um, in addition to perseverance, uh, people also taught me perspective. So I don't get too excited and I never get too depressed. I'm kind of steady and I don't let emotions get in my, the way of my thinking clearly. And so that's a lesson I've learned from many mentors along the way and hopefully a lesson that I am imparting on my nieces and nephews and daughters so that they keep a calm and steady state because this could be a challenging world, especially during this COVID-19 time. Um, maybe the next thing I want to talk about is this idea of legacy. You know, I have built a school, I have built programs, I have uh, done a lot of interesting things in my life. I've traveled the world in 30 plus countries, um, countless cities, I've met presidents, and all that sounds fancy and good, but I don't want that to be my legacy. My legacy should be, and is, I hope, one that says that I helped others, and not only the people that we provide services for in mental health or legal aid, but that I help people in my community, that I help the people that work with me to achieve their best in their careers, that I help my mentees get new jobs and get new opportunities and serve on boards 
and that people could say about me that that guy, when he became a CEO, he became more humble and he helped more people than ever. He didn't become stuck up or too uh, full of himself. I want my legacy to be the opposite, one of service and one of kindness. And so to uh, all of you, I just want to say the goal in life is not to be rich and successful. The goal in life is to really have meaning, to have a meaningful existence, to feel like you matter. And uh, if you find that, then you will find certain happiness. And don't we all want to be happy? I can tell you I am um, one of the happiest people in the world. I have a loving family, a great job, and work that I love to do. I hope you too will end up in that situation and I hope you to have a legacy that is one of service and one of kindness and one of inclusivity. Wish you all the best. Take care. Wow, very inspiring and meaningful words from Rick Estrada. And thank you so much again to him for participating. Next, we have Saul Flores, Deputy Governor in the Pritzker Administration overseeing Health and Human Services. Flores is the founding executive director of La Casa Norte, a nonprofit organization established in 2002 that has served more than 30,000 youth and families confronting homelessness. Flores built La Casa Norte from two employees to an 80-plus employee multi-million dollar organization that delivers inspiration, hope, and critical services to the lives of youth and families experiencing homelessness. She has served on numerous working groups, commissions, and local nonprofit boards as a tireless advocate. Flores was raised by a single mother who came to Chicago from Puerto Rico and has been recognized as a national champion of change for her work by the Obama White House. We thank her for sharing her experience at this year's La Mesa Latina. Hello, my name is Sol Flores, and today I serve as one of four deputy governors in the state of Illinois for the office of Governor J.B. Pritzker. In my role as Deputy Governor, I oversee the Health and Human Services portfolio. This portfolio of state agencies services individuals from birth to death. It is those agencies such as the Department of Human Services, Child Welfare, Aging, Veterans, and Housing. I've been serving in this role for almost two years and it's been my greatest privilege and honor to work for the people of the state of Illinois. And today I'm here to talk to you about what are the experiences that have helped shape me, the things that I draw inspiration from and the things that I'm continuously working on to help shape my legacy. I grew up here in Chicago in a family of service. My grandparents were foster care parents and for almost 20 years, they ended up adopting four kids and fostered numerous kids. We all lived together in one large apartment building. And sometimes I'd wake up in the morning and they'd say, here's your new primo or prima to play with. And so I was constantly exposed to what it means to help community, what it means to contribute to others. When I was seven years old, my mother started volunteering and we would help care for an elderly senior woman named Margaret. Now, all I wanted to do on Saturday mornings was watch cartoons or hang out with friends, but we would go every weekend to Margaret's home. And one weekend, Margaret said to me, Sol, I've never had a granddaughter, but if I did, I would want her to be like you because I see how much you love your family and you love your friends. 
And for me in that moment, as a child, I understood the value of service and what it meant. I didn't have language for it, but I knew it meant love and that felt good right in here. And then when I was 13 years old, I had my first experience of activism. I organized a group of my friends and together we got on a bus and traveled to Washington DC to fight for reproductive rights for young women. And in doing so, I had the experience of together we can get stuff done. Uh, the experience of si se puede. So it's no wonder in growing up in a family of service that I wanted to commit my life to this. 18 years ago, I had the privilege and honor of being the founding executive director of La Casa Norte. And in that work, I worked alongside uh, thousands and thousands of young people and families as they did the difficult work of climbing out of poverty and out of homelessness. Um, for me, that work was most honoring because it's what exactly we all want. We all want the opportunities to live our best lives. And when I think about what has gotten me this far, it has been the support of my family and friends. These are the people that have supported me most and believed in me. And what I would recommend to you is find those groups of individuals, those people who you can count on, who can mentor you, who can support you, who can listen to you, who you can gain value, knowledge, uh, and inspiration from. And those are the people that you should keep close. Thank you. Thank you so much to Sol Flores for her inspiring story. Lastly, we have Tony Diaz, Senior Program Director for After School Matters. Diaz supervises a program management staff and a team of more than 300 instructors to provide nearly 10,000 opportunities annually to teens on Chicago's north and west sides. Diaz has worked for the organization for more than 12 years and has dedicated his career to delivering high-quality after-school and summer programming to underserved youth. Growing up on the Southwest side, Diaz was involved in similar programs and knows firsthand that safe and supporting environments are critical to youth development. Diaz was instrumental in the establishment of the first After School Matters Community Center in Chicago's Belmont Cragen community. The Michael and Karen Lutz Center provides teens with experiences in the arts, communications, sports, and STEM fields. Diaz's favorite part of the job is speaking with youth about their challenges, hopes, and dreams. We thank him so much for participating in this year's event. Hi, my name is Tony Diaz and I'm a Senior Program Director at After School Matters, which is a Chicago-based nonprofit organization that provides after school and summer programming for Chicago's high school youth. I've been with the organization for a little over 12 years now, and I'm here today to talk to you about my leadership story and some of the experiences that I um, had along the way that have helped me to pursue a career in youth work. And so to start off, I'll just share a little bit of my background. I grew up on Chicago's Southwest side, um, specifically in the Little Village community until I was in third grade. And then uh, my parents decided to uh, move my brothers and I, my two older brothers and I to the um, West Long area um, when my brothers were enrolled in high school. And so growing up as a young person, I was really um, passionate about sports. I was a big basketball fan, uh, played since I was in elementary school, thought that I wanted to be in the NBA. Um, obviously that didn't happen, um, but fortunately I was also very interested in math. And so another um, career that I thought about at an early age was you know, being in, in business or just like an accountant, for example. Um, and I think I got that from my brother that was at the time in college and was pursuing a business career 
Um, and so I, I think I just kind of thought that was a calling for me as well. Um, so in high school, I enrolled in different classes that were business centered that um, I thought really helped me to figure out, you know, what pathway I wanted to take on when I decided to go on to college, which for me was not an option. I felt because both of my brothers were older and they were both enrolled in college already that it was just something that I needed to do. Um, my parents were also very big inspiration for me. They always pushed myself as well as my brothers to, you know, just be better when we were older and to, uh, they wanted a better life for us, and I really appreciated that they they pushed us, and they they did all that they could to to really get us there. Especially growing up in in the inner city, um, and and especially raising three boys in the inner city, which I thought was probably very challenging for them. And so um, for me, I, I decided to go on to the University of Illinois Urbana-Champaign. Um, where again, I thought I would pursue a, a business career, a business, um, you know, going to the business world. Um, prior to college, um, I, I, I will add that I worked a lot. Um, I knew that my parents were not going to be able to afford, you know, the, the tuition, which I know a lot of young people are in that same boat. And so, you know, since my freshman year in high school, I, I started to work. Um, and thought that I would start saving so that I could, you know, put myself through school um, once I got to U of I. Um, once I got to U of I, you know, I, I did go ahead and pursue a finance degree, started off as accounting, went into finance, um, but then quickly, you know, I, I, I was really involved in a lot of volunteer activities um, and, you know, helping a lot, you know, in, in some of our underserved communities in the Champaign-Urbana area and and that's really what kind of drove me to you know pursue a career um in in just you know the community community work and, and just really working to help um young people like myself to really get ahead um growing up i i had very different um adult role models that i felt really helped to shape who i am and helped me to grow some of the values that I have, you know, whether it be leadership, responsibility, time management, organizational skills. And so, um, you know, I, I felt they were really vested in, in my future and they really wanted to see me succeed and, and do something with my life. And so, you know, when I found After School Matters, um, I thought, hey, this is a great opportunity for me to, to be able to do that now with other young people that were maybe in my shoes and to give back. And so one thing that, you know, is really important for me is to, you know, to give back and, and to, to, to pay it forward. Um, and so that's kind of what I'm doing now. And that's the legacy that I hope to leave is, is that I can hopefully impact a young person, just like, um, you know, different people throughout my life, whether it be my family or um, community leaders that um, really help to, you know, inspire me and to really help me find my future to, you know, I really hope that I can do that for somebody as well. And so, you know, message that I will, you know, leave, you know, you today with is just to go after your dreams and not to let anyone or anything to stop you from getting there. And that is our show. Thanks so much to Tony and all the other guest speakers for participating in this year's virtual La Mesa Latina event. We are so inspired by them, but especially by all of our young leaders 
and so grateful to be able to offer them programming like this to connect and learn from professionals that look like them and whose stories often started out similar to theirs. We're excited to see what they build and what legacies they leave behind as they continue to higher education and careers, and we're so happy to have been a stepping stone along that journey. You can help us give more opportunities like this. Join Build on our mission to save Chicago's young people from the streets and empower them to believe in themselves and their futures. Build offers a wide platform of resources, programs, and opportunities, and your support truly does transform lives. If you like what you hear, show us some love on social media, at Build Chicago, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, and of course, a review or rating of this podcast where you get it would mean so much. If you want to take your support to the next level, make a donation. You can do so on our website, one time, monthly, or annually. Any amount helps us make change. If you want to get hands-on, email volunteer at buildchicago.org to find out more about many volunteer opportunities. As always, make sure you subscribe to our email list to receive our newsletter, The Builder, full of inspiring agency updates straight to your inbox. You can do so from the homepage of our website. This year has been a tough one, but it's folks like the ones you heard from today, people taking time to reach back and inspire and empower the next generation that gives us hope for whatever the future may bring. When we can bring programming like this to our youth, when someone successful says, I was just like you. We see hope in their eyes. And that is why we do what we do. Through trying times, Build has been instilling hope, life, and ambition into Chicago's underserved communities for 50 years. With tens and tens of thousands of alumni, with families and careers of their own, outshaping the well-being of their own communities, now that's legacy. For Build Radio, I've been Benji Wax, and I thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned for part two of our La Mesa Latina podcast coverage featuring a youth-led interview with Sylvia Puente, president and CEO of the Latino Policy Forum. Until then, stay safe and do some good out there. If we really want to end the violence in Chicago, we need to go beyond put the guns down. We need to change the story about what it means to grow up black or brown in Chicago. We need to make the potential of the young people the focus, not just our problems. We need to transform lives to create hope and build futures. We can't do it alone. Invest in our potential. Chicago young people are worth it. Build hope, build lives, and build futures.